Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. folks on this 226 podcast and we find ourselves still in the book of Psalms. We're in Psalm number 36 today and boy God is doing a work through this series of songs for the night or through the night and uh, with me as always is my host, my dear friend Stephanie Wesco. So Stephanie, catch us up on the Wesco clan or tribe. Uh, What's happening? Well Doug, we are doing pretty well. Um, The kids are excited that I think this is their last full week of school. Um, They're going to be coming home. Um, We cannot wait to see her again. It seems like forever since we saw her last. And um, just thinking about it almost makes me cry. So So we're talking about Liberty. You're kind of coming in and out. So Liberty's coming home. Yes. I miss yes, Liberty. Liberty is coming home. Yeah, she doesn't see me. She doesn't talk to me anymore. I miss Liberty. It's all right. I'm, you don't listen. I'm going to be all right. You know, I'm going to be all right. But anyway, go ahead. Keep as going. Long, as long as she, as long as she marries a guy with a white hat, right? Yeah, yeah. I had it. So, so we got to let folks know what's going on. <laughs> so our friend, our dear friend, moved out west, and she's way out in the country in Wyoming. And anyway. Uh, working at a Christian school, doing what God has prepared her to do. But I had this dream that she married this guy <clears throat> with a black hat, wasn't it? And no, I didn't have a white hat. I don't yeah. know. But it was ugly. She was marrying the wrong guy. And uh, <laughs> we're not going to let that happen to Liberty. You know, too many people marry the wrong people. And we're not going to let that happen to Liberty. Her dad won't let it happen anyway. He's... That's right. He's on the job there, and Mom's not going to let it happen. They've been around enough knuckleheads to know the difference, you know. Knuckleheads are—they're born and raised. You know what I mean? There's. <laughs> so what else is going on now that I stopped you on, on Liberty? What else is going on? Yeah. So um, just you know, Christmas life. I'm excited that um, we've got mommy dates scheduled, oh. and um, the kids love those and. Um, last night, the Lord just really laid it on my heart to do Caleb today. So, um, so I'm going to do Caleb today. And last night when I gave him his, was talking to him before he went to bed and kissing him and praying with him. Um, he, I said, you want to go on your mommy date? And he, he sat up in bed and gave me this huge hug. And, um, that was my answer. So. What That's a- going to be pretty special. And then Sam was, you know, of course, bummed that the younger brother got to go first. So he's going tomorrow. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. Well, that's that's pretty special stuff right there. And so uh, so the kids are doing well, I guess. Everybody's healthy mm-hmm. and everybody's happy. And um, so what is the Christmas dinner that that you guys eat? What's your go to Christmas dinner? Well, it depends if you're talking to me or my sisters. My sisters are rooting for Italian for Christmas. Oh, my. So I'm not sure exactly how this is going to work out. 
Um, I am, I am way more of a traditional person. Like you have turkey at Thanksgiving, you have ham at Christmas with the classic sides. That's just who I am. We'll have both. So I don't know. Yeah. We might, yeah, I used to say we might have to do a compromise because my sister really wants fettuccine Alfredo. And I'm like, you know, you could do that. I can, make the make best fettuccine Alfredo on God's green earth. I just want to share I believe you. Yeah, no, I do. I totally believe you. Yeah, mine's incredible. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so, but yeah, well, I'm sure, I'm sure if we can, if we can pull it off, we'll be doing um, classic with a twist. Oh, that's With an great. Italian twist. Well, so, we, need we don't have Italian in us, but. You would think we do. As I have much Italian as my family me, loves Italian. Just not a lot, you know, but I guess it's making me be, I'm a little bit of a mongrel, you know. Uh, <laughs> I got everything We call ourselves mutts. Yeah, yeah, man. I am, uh, uh, so yeah, I've got. Since I we think, found out with, yeah. Yeah, I did the, what is it, uh, Ancestry.com. So, I mean, when it, when it came back, when it first comes back and you look at it, you're like, wow, you know, I've got, uh. Uh, a lot of Scottish, uh, English, you know, that whole region there, mm-hmm. a little bit of German, French, some African-American. Uh, and uh, so I got a little bit of everything going on here, praise God. And, and you know, maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's why I'm such a, a, a big, ugly looking dude. You know, maybe it's, oh, just, stop. it's just a little bit of everything. You know, it doesn't that add up to me. That is not much. true. Yeah. I'm my own true. breed. It's like golden doodle. You know, I am a, a, a worldly noodle. I don't know. Something like that. But anyway, we're on Psalm number 36. And uh, I got a little bit of everything in me. And I'm glad because that makes me everybody's, uh, well, God makes us You're everybody's all brothers. You're all things to all men. I am, but I'm not the apostle. But listen, here's what the Bible says in Psalm 36. And, and, and folks, let, let me just say this. We hope you had the merriest of Christmas. We Christmases, we hope that this podcast finds you well. But if it doesn't, that it finds you in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and reaching out to Him and trusting Him. And the Bible says this morning in Psalm 36, The transgression of the wicked saith within my heart that there is no fear of God before His eyes. For he flattereth himself in his own eyes until his inequity be found to be hateful. The words of his mouth are in equity and deceit. He have left off to be wise and to be good. He deviseth mischief upon the bed. He setteth himself in a very in a way that is not good. He abhorreth not evil. Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reaches unto the clouds. Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. Thy judgments are a deep, are a great deep. O Lord, thou preservest man and beast. How excellent is thy love and kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and they and thou shall make them drink of the river of pleasures. For with thee is the fountain of life, and in the light we, we see no light. O continue thy love and kindness unto them that know thee, and thy wickedness is to be upright in the heart. Let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the wicked remove me. There are the workers of iniquity fallen, they have cast down, and shall not be able to rise. Wow! There's a lot going on in Psalm 36. He 
he continues to go on. He's praising God's character in there. He, but he's pointing out the corruption of the human heart. The, and uh, then, he, you know, he kind of starts out that way, Stephanie. And those first four verses, he's pointing out that there's a lot of corruption in the human heart. And boy, there sure is. And, and then he gets to a place where he's talking about the character of God's heart. And, 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 he, and he goes on from there and he, and he closes up with the confidence of the believer's heart. And, man, this is what we need after Psalm 35. Psalm 35, you know, the reality of it is there's knuckleheads out there. They're liars. They're cheaters. They don't use Matthew 18. They talk on phones. They stab people in the backs. They hurt people. They're upside down. They're terrible people. But on top of all that, we serve a great God. And I think here in Psalm number 36, God's drawing that picture. I mean, what are you thinking, Stephanie? What are you seeing? Yeah, well, I think it's interesting in verse 1. It says, The transgression of the wicked saith within my heart that there is no fear of God before his eyes. The way that's worded is very interesting. It is. Because it's literally saying that what the wicked is doing Wicked, be that singular, be that plural. I have a little grammar Nazi in my house now. My daughter, who is nine, has become this. Ten on Christmas Day. So by the time people hear this, she's ten. That's right. Wow. And she, I mean, if if I miss a period at the end of an abbreviation, she's like, Mom, you didn't do that grammatically right. I'm like, oh, my word. So she would be correcting me right now saying, Mom, there should be an R after you say wicked anyway my brain i'm becoming self-conscious because she's way too good yeah my sister who helps teach them is so proud of it so um anyways but the it's literally like the transgression of the wicked has affected david's heart in in such a real and potent way that it's like it is speaking Mm. to him and I know I'm experiencing that right now as we record this podcast. Um, and it's literally like what the wicked are doing is affecting my heart in such a way that it does speak out. It cries out. And what it says is that there is no fear of God before their eyes. And is that not the truth? I know we hit on that um, in, in chapter 35, because in verse 2, he flatters himself with his own eyes until his iniquity be, be found to be hateful. In other words, when you flatter yourself and become proud, that will lead you to hate others. And that's a powerful thing because... Pride, there's a reason that God says pride is, it's always listed as that top abomination to God. Because pride leads to hate. And we we are seeing that right now in our country. We've experienced that personally, where pride leads to hate. I know one of the people that hated Charles the most didn't start off that way, but he became a proud, arrogant man. And that pride led to jealousy, which led to hatred. And it leads to verse 3. The words of his mouth are iniquity and deceit. He hath left off to be wise and to do good. In other words, he makes the choice to stop doing good and to stop being wise, which means the opposite of wisdom is that you're a fool. So these wicked ones are not just wicked, they are fools. Yeah. 
and they left off to be wise. And David just keeps going here. Um, he devises mischief upon his bed. In other words, at night, he is thinking about plans, scheming, fraud, deceit, treachery. And because I've experienced this personally, not to mention on other levels. Yeah. Professional. I can picture this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like this stuff happens. And I know people that are listening to us. I mean, God forbid you have done this to someone. And if you have, you better repent and get your heart right. But yeah. I guarantee you many people have had this done to them. And it says he setteth himself in a way that is not good. He makes a choice to get on a path that's not good. He puts himself there. And he abhorreth not evil. And, you know, that's a scary thing when you reach the point where the, where the fear of God, and I think David is just describing in 2 through 5 why, why verse 1, why he says what he says in verse 1. When you reach that point of not abhorring evil, you have no fear of God before your eyes. And when lying is acceptable, when stealing is acceptable, when slandering is acceptable, there is no fear of God before your eyes, and you are not you are not abhorring evil anymore. And wow, that is a terrifying, trembling place to be. Yeah, it is a terrible place to be. And you know, as we look at the word here, you know, then we end up down in verse five after we. You know, we see all the corruption of the heart and how bad off people can be, and we know people. But then he yeah. starts off with, Thy mercy, O Lord, in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reaches unto the clouds. Thy righteousness is like great mountains. Uh, how excellent is thy love and kindness. And he just goes on, Thou shalt be abundantly satisfied with the fatness, and, and, and for which thee is the fountain of life. In all thy light we shall see light. And uh, so we, we go on, and, and, and he's just, at that point, he's telling God, you know, God, these are your attributes. Now, we don't have to tell God that, but we do that because we adore him. And uh, we, we adore everything about God. And then we end up over here in verse number 10. It says, Oh, continue thy love and kindness unto them that know uh, thee, and, and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. Let not the foot of pride come against me. Let not the hand of wicked remove me. There are workers of inequity fallen. They are cast down and shall not be able to rise. And, you know, I think we need to live. I think those listening to us, those with hurting hearts, those with PTSD, those who've been messed over, those who have... First of all, if you've got someone in your life that's messing you over and ruining your life, separate from them. Yeah. You need to. And uh, if they're ruining your life... Listen, you have no... uh, millionaire contract with with anybody man this it is, is the most liberating thing you can do yeah i mean this is not the church of scientology and craziness and all yep. that this is god man there's yep. there's a ton of great churches and pastors we'll help you find one and uh mm-hmm. and if you're somehow hooked up with knuckleheads get away and uh, mm-hmm. because this will this is like a rot to your gut this is like rot to your yep. life and and when you're with well, the, it's, <clears> it's <throat> toxic it is. It's beyond toxic. It's, you know, we've reached this level where, and, and you know, it seems like the wicked pastors are getting more wicked. It, it feels like... Uh, well, they're going to. Yeah. Because nobody's standing up to them. Right. 
And, and you know, once you publicly abuse somebody, you need to publicly apologize to them. And they're not going to do that. They're too prideful. And, uh, uh, you know, and so as we as we look at this, as we continue on, I believe uh, I believe this is my my thought process. This is where I'm coming from. We've got to start recognizing God more than the wicked ones. We've got to be yes. living in that loving kindness. We got to now. Why do people do you think, Stephanie? Why do people who are saved or at least claim to be saved? I believe a lot of them are saved. Why do they go wicked? Why do they do the things they do? Well, I think it's um, you and I had talked about this. We've talked about this many times um, over the last almost however long we've known each other. Um, but I know this morning we were talking about it. The Lord reminded me of Ephesians 4, where he describes what the church is supposed to look like. And he says, there is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. And then as Paul goes down, he, you know, he describes different things about the church, different gifts God gives. But then he says in verse 17, this I say, therefore, and testifying the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of your mind. In other words, in the emptiness of your own mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over into lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness, with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard of him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in holiness and righteousness and true holiness, wherefore putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor for we are members one of another be ye angry and sin not let not the sun go down upon your wrath neither give place to the devil and he keeps going there he talks about stealing but i think it's very interesting doug that the first thing he talks about there after he talks about the fact the reason christians or people who call themselves christians can do these heinous things is because they have chosen to leave the old man on they have not put off the old man. They have chosen to stay dressed in him, so to speak. They have not put off the old man. They have not put on Jesus Christ. Yeah. They have not put on the Christian armor. And, you know, I I have people that I'll be honest with you, they call themselves Christians. They're looked up to. They're respected as these great Christian pastors and whatever. And in my in my heart, I see no fruit at all that they're a child of God. Yeah, boy, there's and a lot I'm of that. Reminded, yeah. And then I'm reminded, that's not up to me to worry about. My job, as you said, is keep my eyes fixed on the Lord and keep serving him. But if those people are saved, and I put an if there because only God knows, because their outward life exemplifies the opposite of a Christian. Yeah. If they're children of God, they have chosen to stay dressed in the old man. Yep. They have not put on Jesus Christ, and hence they have made provision for the flesh. They have given place to the devil. And uh, my dad and I have had this discussion of Christians can do heinous things 
They can commit the same crimes an unsaved man would commit when they give place to the devil. And it's interesting to me that after Paul says to put on the new man there, in verse 25, Paul says, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. And Doug, you and I both have experienced that is the chief. That's yeah. the first thing that happens is they have to lie. That's the first, that's their first. Um, and they lie to cover up their lies. Yeah, it, keep, it keeps going. And there's a reason. Well, because that lying is the is the standard then for everything else. And if you can lie, you can steal, you can do all these other things, and it's okay. And um, I know I've seen that firsthand where it's a domino effect, where all these things play in. And um, in verse 26, I think it's interesting, Paul says, be ye angry and sin not. He doesn't say be ye not angry. There are times that we have to get angry over sin. There are times that God gave us anger as an emotion. Well, there's and it anger, was not a part of the fall. Yeah, there's righteous indignation. And right, I right. Think, I think this falls under the righteous indignation category. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I really do. I, I think this falls under that righteous indignation category. I yes. think uh, I, I think there's a lot going on here, but most importantly is uh, we have a responsibility, those of us who've been hurt, those of us going through junk, to never turn into that evil person in Psalm 36. We have a right. responsibility to be recognizing God's love and kindness, to be, uh, yeah. you know, to understand the righteousness, to be upright. And I mean, we're going to go one yep. Psalm after another here with dealing with wicked and dealing with, you know, in Psalm 37, we're going to deal with the wicked and the upright tomorrow. So, I mean, this continually... Uh, this this is a continuous thing that people are making decisions uh, to hurt people. Now, we can't be those people hurting people. Uh, we need to be the other side of that. We serve a great God. And in the midst of these Psalms and in the midst of what David's going through with Saul and the kingdom and all the craziness, he keeps on going back. He keeps on ending with God's love and kindness. He keeps on ending to, you know, take this pride away from me. Help me not to fret. Help me not to have a root of bitterness, help me not to get caught in this mm -hmm. and, and, and cast down. And, and it's all right to pray those things. And, uh, you know, sometimes I pray, God, you know, bring these people who are trying to mess over Stephanie and I bring them to their knees, you know, bring them to a place where they get right and apologize. And, you know, those who publicly hurt me to publicly address that and to get right. But do, do I, can I live every day that way? I can't. I need to live every day in God's love and kindness. I need to live every day mm -hmm. looking at that. I mean, don't you think? Yeah, well, verse verse 9, I have actually highlighted, for with thee is the fountain of life, and in thy light shall we see light. And where our focus, no matter what people are doing to us, is remembering that Christ is our fountain of life. He is. He is our light. You know, Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and we are to be, you know, then he says in Matthew 5, ye are the light of the world. We, our job, period, is to reflect the life of Christ and the light that he is. In the midst of the To the lost and to the saved, yes, because Christians, Christians that are seeing one Christian act satanic, to put it quite bluntly, need to see us as a Christian responding in such a way 
that Christ is being magnified, that they cannot miss that Christ has been magnified. And um, I've had I've had people who knew Charles who saw him go through the heartbreak, the betrayal, and things he went through. Um, and I have had them say to me, once that saw that whole process, they commented how much Charles, they watched Charles grow. But I remember so many of them saying that they stood in awe of watching him look to Christ even more than he did before. He didn't, he didn't get even, which he easily could have done, easily could have gotten even, gotten revenge, and could have destroyed him if he wanted to. And he chose not to because his goal was to glorify Christ, and he knew Christ would be his vindicator. And that is what people should see. When they look back in the midst of a situation, when they look back on a situation they have observed us going through, do they see us keeping our eyes fixed on Christ, even people that may not agree with us? You know, the best testimony you can be to someone who doesn't agree with you is not to argue with them and try to convince them that they're wrong and you're right. Yeah, it's not wrong to voice your opinion, but then to give it to God and say, I stated where I stand and my testimony has to speak the rest. And that's best. That's Christ. That's what Christ did. His love has spoken for itself now for how many thousands of years as And that's what we as Christians are to do, is to exemplify that same love and that same life and light that he is. Yeah, we have have that uh, responsibility, and it's a right. It's a Christian right. So anyway, folks, I, I, I know we've been heavy a little bit on the negative, but now we're heavy on the positive. Go to God, uh, look for his love and kindness, seek his righteousness, and uh, don't let the foot of pride or bitterness sneak into you. Just yeah. serve God, trust God, pray through these Psalms. And Stephanie, we need to end with a good verse of a good song. What are you thinking? Mm. Wow, let's see. I didn't plan this. There is a fountain. Um, you know that song, There Is a Fountain? Um, yes, I think I do. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains, lose all stains and sinners plunge beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains wow that's pretty great listen folks in just a second you're going to hear a little bit about salvation listen to every word we love you folks we hope you have a happy new year we're praying for you and uh, make sure you look us up on Help for Wounded Spirits Facebook page. or And uh, we'd be glad to see you and talk with you and love on you. Uh, may God bless you. And we'll talk to you real soon. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits 
that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.